Narayana Namaskritya Naram Chaibhano Uttamam Devim Sarasutim Vyasam Tatojayam Mudirayet Krantara Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai So we're reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, second chapter, Divinity and Divine Service. And in this section, in the context of answering the sage's first couple of questions, Sutta Goswami gives a veritable overview of the different developmental stages of bhakti. These stages were outlined originally by Rupa Goswami in two verses found in his Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. And as I've mentioned, Srivishnana Chakravati Thakur has taken those two verses and turned them into the book Madhurya Kadambini, where he's gone over the different stages at some length. We are grateful for the handle that these two uh, Puru charges have given us on the path that we tread. But we should be careful at the same time not to make the lines um, too strong. There's a little blurring between the the, uh, the stages and so forth, and everyone is progressing individually. But basic, at any rate, stages, and we come tonight, or we ended our last class, with a discussion of the Nishta, Nasta Prayeshu Abhadreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavati Uttamashloki Bhakti Bhavati Naishtiki. Today we come to verse 19. Sutta Goswami says, Tadara jastamo bhava kamalo badayasthade cheta itra nabitam stitam satve prasiduti. So here we find a reference to the next two stages. First, Tadara jastamo bhava kamalo badayasthade cheta itra nabitam cheta itra nabitam. He says, There comes a point then after one's practice is steady. Hmm? In the steady practice, then we learn that our intelligence has been fully applied. Hmm? And thus, this uh, steadiness that we seek to arrive at was described as something that would be fostered by a regular study of the Srimad Bhagavatam, that requires to apply your intelligence. Indeed, as I mentioned, Srimad Bhagavatam is the natural commentary on Vedanta Sutras, and Vedanta Sutra is the Nyaya Shastra of Vedanta, or that Shastra that shows the logic of the Upanishads in terms of how those that great body of sounds works together and speaks in unison about a conclusive path and a conclusive um, goal. <clears throat> That's called theology. Hmm? Um, and we find this the first attempt in human society. And so, Bhagavatam, being a commentary on the sutras, it uh, it will its study will foster a kind of a, uh, a scriptural logic. It will enable us to engage in due course, in Shastra Yukti, making sense out of the scripture, making 
logically understanding how it works, how it fits together, what the implications of it are, and so forth. All of this uh, strengthens faith. After all, faith uh, is described by Rupa Goswami as being that which makes us eligible to tread the path. And then he speaks of that faith in terms of its being weak and thus not well informed by the scriptural argument such that we can get carried away. Faith that is strong based on understanding the argument well and faith that is that is um, that is um, uttam that is um, superlative in which the person becomes the walking Bhagavatam, really, Shastra Nipuna, hmm? Shastra Yukto, Shastra Yukte, he says, uh, Chanipuna. Hmm. So, uh, as kind of a scriptural uh, uh, genius, if you will, that's what it means literally, Shastra Nipuna. So, again, so at any rate, he speaks about faith in relation to the the, the application of our intelligence to scripture. So study of the Bhagavatam, this is very much recommended, therefore Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya, continually studying the Bhagavatam. Hmm? This is going on every day in Navadvip, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Sahaskarada, Pandit is reciting the Srimad Bhagavatam. Hmm? They go for the bath at the Ganga, hmm? come back, there's the puja, Sachimata and Vishnu Priyadevi have cooked them the breakfast for the Shaligram. Mahabhu will come then make the offering. There will be a Bhagavatam recital hmm? and Mahaprasad. Hmm? So, Prabhupada had a similar kind of a program, daily recitation of Srimad Bhagavatam in the morning. Hmm? Of course, we were reciting it at night, no problem. Hmm? But, uh, this will help to strengthen our faith. It, there's, a, there's a logic here to this. Uh, the, the Bhagavatam um, affords us that uh, logic, and it also um, it speaks to us about the limitations of intellect as well. We, we apply our intellect, and at the same time we learn its its limits and how to go beyond it and 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 uh, ascend, so to speak. Um, through the vehicle of faith and our spiritual practice of the study should be such that it's not idle, but that it fuels our practice. So that study of the Bhagavatam, service to the to the person, Bhagavatam, these of course go hand in hand. This helps to make us fixed. We can engage ourselves physically, but if our mind and intellect are also absorbed, then then there won't be any interruption. <clears throat> so, when a service, um, the bhakti is steady, then something happens. Gradually, gradually. That's what's described here. What is that? That, chetaitaranavidham. If you're not steady in the practice, then even in nishta, the transformations of mind, the, 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 the chitta, what is it called? Vritti. It's a technical term, but kind of like the waves in the mind will continue to flow and there will be distractions. 
In Mishnah, we, with the help of our intelligence, despite the fact that the mind may wander, we, we bring it back. We don't uh, deviate from the task at hand, from the service at hand, and so forth. So there's some conscious application of intellect in, uh, in Nishtam, but here in Ruchi, as being described, Cheta Etir Anavidham. There is no more distraction on the part of the mind. In Nishta, we may understand that, that, that there are things we should avoid. Hmm? There are desires and thoughts that arise that we are taught by Mahaprabhu Chaitanya Dev to tolerate Tarodapi, Sahishnuna, like a tree tolerates wind and the rain it's without complaint and so forth. Hmm? But there's a kind of a fruit of tolerance. Hmm? What is the fruit of tolerance? Hmm? Bhagavad Gita also encourages us in the second chapter to tolerate Tamsitikshashvaparata. And after that verse, well, Sri Krishna tells us the fruit of it, that tolerance is, is that you've become... What is this verse? Samritvaya kolpate. Samamritvaya kolpate. One gets amrit. Hmm? One comes to immortality. One comes, amrit means to taste. Also, nectar. Hmm? Amrit means, mrit means death, am means no death, and amrit means nectar. So there's some implication that, that, that the world of material life based as it is on material desires, is not very tasteful. Hmm? It's vibhatsa. <laughs> if we want to speak in terms of, of taste, which Gaudiya Vaishnavism is so much about, rasa, Jiva Goswami makes the comment that in the material world there's only one rasa, vibhatsa, means disgust. Hmm? As much as you amass, as many times as you taste it in so many different ways, the result is ultimately the net result is dissatisfaction. Hmm? Never satisfied. Disgusted. This is the only taste, he says, of the material world. Hmm? Hmm. So, Amrit then, to taste nectar, to live in immortality. To live means to be free from the, that those desires that make death a problem. Hmm? Why is death a problem? Because we want things that we can't keep. We've grown roots here, hmm? but we cannot stay. So when time comes to uproot us, then it becomes problematic. But if you let go, hmm? and are not, if your existence is not rooted here in desire, then death is not a problem. So from Nishta to Ruchi, the, the, the chanting of the Holy Name, for example, turns from medicine into food. Hmm? In Nishta, there's some, it's a medicine. We're taking it, we know we should take it. We're convinced with our intellect, we're applying ourselves despite what the mind may say. And we're consistent in that. Hmm? We may get a taste here and there, but it's not reliable not consistent. We still have some taste for other things, but we're holding that off. Hmm? 
with scriptural reasoning, with with some hope of prospect and uh, so forth, and and, uh, and you see here why raga bhakti is so much tied to ruchi. That's natural properties to call it spontaneous devotion. Hmm? If you have a taste for a thing, then right. It's not practice anymore. It's natural. It's second nature. Hmm? So, therefore, rag ajataruchi raganuga and jataruchi. Goswami is given these terms in Bhakti Sandarbha. Raganuga without taste. Raganuga with taste. As I said before, raganuga without taste is really like an oxymoron. How can it be raganuga without taste when taste is what drives raganuga? Naturally, we're following the 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 the, 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 the ragat because they have a natural taste. Hmm? Uh, there's no thinking involved there, no calculation. So, there's still some calculation. We still maybe ragabaktas, but we haven't got a taste. So we have to do some vaidhi bhakti, support our budding raga and so forth. But when we come to ruchi, hmm, then the medicine, the chanting becomes food. That's what we find in Upadeshamrita, the beautiful instructions of Rupa Goswami. What does he say? Here we're growing the cane, right? So he gives that nice example. That sugar cane is sweet, right? But if you have jaundice, it tastes bitter. So here, he has given an example there. He's describing ruchi bhakti. After that, he speaks about having the taste. Ignorance is gone. Ignorance is karma, the problems rooted in ignorance. Avidya. Hmm? That person, he says, should sit and do bhajan and so forth. Hmm? Um, So he describes ruchi in a negative way. The the absence of ignorance. Because because the cane has sugar. It's sweet. (laughs) Naturally. Remove the ignorance, keep chanting, and you will taste the sweetness of that. Hmm? Mahaprabhu the same way describes Uchi. Nadanam, Nadanam, Nasundarim, Kavitambar, Jagadishakama. I have nothing, I have no desire. He's not tolerating anymore. The desires are gone. Nadanam, Najanam, Nasundarim. Here, Tadarajas, Tamubhava, Kamalubhara, When these things are gone, these are the cause of these waves in the mind hmm, that distract us hmm, and that make the idea of going to the other side, to immortality, hmm, and tasting the nectar there, problematic. When we say it like that, we go, huh? It's problematic to go there? Yes, because we're rooted in ignorance, attached. To the low, under the influence of the lower modes of nature, kama, loba, nadonam, nadonam. Hmm? Here it says, now, then, after that, after nishta, for some time, then these influence of these lower modes and these desires, it goes away. Hmm? He says, you come, and when they're gone, then the mind, mind is fixed. Hmm? Automatically, now we're moving not by intelligence, but by the heart. Guided by the taste. I'm not guided by the thinking process, uh, the, the logic of scripture, the, and so forth, but by the taste. Driven by, and, and the taste is becoming 
specific, a taste for bhakti. Radhanam najanam na sundarim kavitam ba jagadish kame mama janmane janmaneshpare bhaktat bhakti rahe tiki tohi. This is then a shuddha bhakta. People use the term, he's a pure devotee. <laughs> so, pure devotee, what does it mean? Pure devotee, bhakti manotakura is explained in Tatmagavik, means ruchi bhakta. Pure because why? He doesn't have any desire. Hmm? He doesn't want any wealth, followers, uh, and so on and so forth. Hmm? He's not interested in these things. He's become interested in the Lord of his life and the means to arrive at his uh, embrace, at his lotus feet. Hmm? So we are on the path of pure devotion. In that sense, we're all Shuddha Bhaktas. We're not pursuing bhakti for liberation. We're not pursuing bhakti for any material acquisition. We may have desires for liberation. We may have desires for material things. But we have embraced a path that um, is not about those things. So in a higher sense, in, a, in terms of prospect and ideal, we don't want those things. Hmm? But we ourselves may not be pure. But when we come to Ruchi Bhakti, then this is a very high sadhaka bhakta. Nishta then, Kleshagni. These things start to be, the, 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 the suffering starts to, is, is alleviated. There may be pain, but suffering from attachment, suffering, pain and attachment, pain and suffering are two different things. Suffering is from attachment. Pain is a consequence of being conscious of the body that you're in. And to whatever extent you tune into that, that's going to be there. It may affect you more or less, depending upon your inner absorption. But but the ignorance that expresses itself as attachment, this is the cause of suffering. That's removed. And as we come to Ruchi, then auspiciousness comes, something positive. So, Ruchi is all about positive, but we often describe it in negative ways. The absence of this is visible then. Nadanam, nadanam, nasundurim. So here he says, Tadada, jastamo, baba, kamalubada, yasjiye. Chetaitaranabhitam. So there's no more distraction by these transformations of the mind. As long as there's desire, especially desires under the influence of the lower modes, how you can expect to have a taste for bhakti. So it will be medicine. We do it because we're supposed to do it, because we we know it's good for us. Sometimes it may be a little encouraged. But if we apply ourselves well, then taste will come. So this is... Shreya Kairabha Chandrika Bhattarana Mahaprabhu says in his first verse of Shastakam, something really tangible coming from the other side. Hmm? Moonbeams, like soothing moonbeams. The fire has been extinguished. The material is just no desire. Smoke is gone. Hmm? And one's heart is illumined by the Soothing, Shaya Kaira Bhachandrika. Moonbeams, anyway. Soothing. And moon predominates, as they say, over the mind. So 
mind is peaceful, mind is absorbed. Hmm? And the hearing, the chanting, and so forth, as I say, from medicine, it becomes food. So this is certainly a desirable goal to attain. This is a very high sta- state of sadhana bhakti. As I've said before, This in this stage of bhakti, the dramatical stage of sharanagati on which the drama of Krishna Leela is performed has been erected in the heart. Sadhana bhakti is focused on sharanagati. Hmm? It's, all, it's focused on the ideal, ultimately, of praying. But in order for the Leela, the Leela is taking place on the platform of Sharanagati. We find that, it like, for example, in Govardhan Leela, all the inhabitants hmm, demonstrate themselves to be Sharanagatas in Govardhan Leela. So they're more than Sharanagatas, they're Premakas, but hmm, you won't get Prem without getting the Sharanagati in place, so to speak. So in Ruchi, that's, that's, that's uh, uh, established. Hmm? And then the drama begins in Asakti. That is mentioned here in the next line. Stitam Satve Prasivati. When all these things are in order, you see, Bhava, which comes after Asakti, is very rare. Sudorlaba. Because why? One of the reasons? Because all these things have to come first. Hmm? We can talk all you like about Baba, but where is the, where is the, where is the Ruchi? Where is the Nishta? Where is the Sharanagati and so forth? So, after that, after Ruchi, Sitam Sattve Prasidati, then, he becomes Prasidati, fully satisfied. Sattve here means Sitam Sattve. Prabhupada translates as, as the mode of goodness coming to Satsuda Sattva. Hmm? More in terms of seeing these verses as a progression, it's Sudha Sattva speaks of, or, or Sattva here speaks of Sudha Sattva. Hmm? This is the platform on which the Lord appears. Vasudeva Sabditam. So in, again in Chikshastakam, Ayinanda Tanujakinkaram, Patitamam Vishamehebabambudu. After Ruchi, that Sharanagati is established and the object of one's love one becomes attached to, from being attached to the, to the, to, to bhakti itself, to being attached to the object of love, the Lord, in a particular form that corresponds with what? With our ruchi. Hmm? Ruchi becomes, is, 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 is not just a, just a general taste, I got, I'm enlivened, kind of, but, <laughs> no, ruchi involves the awakening of desires. Three principal desires. These are now spiritual desires. The absence of material desires, spiritual desires come into focus. One desires to 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 serve the Lord in a particular way. Hmm? One desires to at, uh, attain the Lord's association. What is the other one? Praptabilasindu. Uh, Anyway, they are, as I said, all similar related. A desire to associate with the Lord in a particular way, to, to please Him in a, in, a, in a particular way. So, this ruchi is not just like I say. I'm enthusiastic. I, I, I chanted today, and, and I was I was feeling 
something. That's good that we got some encouragement like that. But Ruchi means it's a particular taste. That's why Bhaktivinotaku would, would spoke as he does in Harinam Chitamani about Swarup, the Swarup of the disciple and the Guru consulting with the disciple and asking about his or her Ruchi. Hmm? The nature of the Ruchi. And then, ah, so this, then this means such and such. So we should place, this is what's coming out. Hmm? Or what's coming down, however you want to look at it. <laughs> uh, th- through the grace of, of Bhakti. Hmm? And so the Guru gives instructions and so forth. So you should chant these names, you should focus on these leelas and, and so on and so forth. Uh, he instructs according to the Ruchi. So this Ruchi is, is specific. It means spiritual, spiritual desires are developing and they come out of a clean, a cleansed heart. A heart that's not only cleansed, but cleansed in the context of cultivating in a general way that ideal, hmm? which is a spiritual desire as much as desire is life, hmm? uh, a will. Hmm? So, because the ruchi is 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 ref, is a refined idea in this way of desire, spiritual desire in a general sense, then a particular form of the Lord is what appears in the heart in asakti. Asakti means, of course, attachment. So again, sometimes it's described kind of negatively. Not attached, not attached, not... Bhaktivinoda famous song, Anadi Karma Pole Bhavanarna Bhajale. This is asakti. And he says, he's speaking about Anadi Karma and the whole world. And the idea is that, that having no interest in all of that, then... An identity is formed on the basis of that interest, right? As I've many times said, we are our desires. Hmm? Right? We have an identity based on our desires and a modus operandus. I'm a liberal, I'm a conservative, I'm a, you know, whatever, <laughs> as it may be the case. So, similarly, attachment to the Lord in a particular way, based on the awakening of this taste, spiritual tasting, that forms an identity. The identity, of course, of the of this of the of the devotee, in terms of the relationship, attachment to the Lord corresponds with the form of the Lord. So in Asakti, in the Sudha Sattva, he appears in the Sudha Sattva, not in the Sattva Guna, but in Sudha Sattva. So as much as this verse is speaking about Ruchi, the Sudha Sattva, Sittam Sattva Prasiddhi, becomes situated and satisfied. How can a Ruchi Bhakta become satisfied in Sattva Guna? No. Therefore, looking at the verse in this light, then Sattva here means Sudha Sattva. After all, he says, Tadara Jastamo Bhavo Kamalobhadayasthaje. So, Kamaloba Adya. And, other, and all the other things. Hmm? So, he even transcends the mode of goodness. He comes into Sudha Sattva. That is the stage, the state, that is that is called, what is Sudha Sattva? Sudha Sattva Visheshatma. Prema Suryam Susamyabhag. This is where Krishna exists. Not in Mishra Sattva. Mixed existence. Hmm? In Shuddha Sattva. And Vishuddha Sattva. Hmm? 
even more so, you can say. Hmm? But in the transcend the transcendental state. So and and in a particular shape. In the shape, the form, the qualities that are prominent in him that stand out all corresponding with the developing ruchi of the devotee. In this way, as I said, the devotee's love corresponds with the Lord, a particular form, the Lord's form corresponds with that love. This is beta beta, one and different. The love for the Lord and the Lord are one and different. Hmm? So here these two are the last then stages of uh, sadhana bhakti, very attractive. Hmm? Hmm? Of course, from there, then liberation, bhava bhakti, and prema. So this is all the downhill slope from nishta. We've reached the top of the mountain, and our journey into the valley of prema is all downhill. Hmm? Are there any questions? I was just thinking when you said that Ruchi's Nanda you feel some taste which you have to chant to some general general taste but it's more a specific taste for uh, something rather than something else because that taste you felt after chanting was just an encouragement so what about when somebody before attaining actual Ruchi actually has a specific taste that, that's not intellectual like, say, for the Catholic boys and that kind of... Well, sure, when we become interested, based on largely on association and on your reality, you have a liking for that, but it's you haven't... Um, that's very general. That's, um, that's not such that you're liking for that idea in and of itself is allowing you to retire other likings. Hmm? So that's not ruchi. Because mm-hmm. hmm? ruchi is nadanam, nadanam, nasundarim. Hmm? But there's no definition or anything for that. Well, that's called, you know, what are you going to call it? That's why you're involved. I mean, and, and what are the choices here? You know, So you hear about Krishna, you want to go to Krishna Loka, you want to go to Goloka. You want to herd cows with Krishna, you want to Participate in his Madhurya Leela, his Batsaya Leela. Um, everybody's enthusiastic about that. Everybody has some interest in that. And then it, it, it may be such that it becomes one or the other. Hmm? And usually in our Sampadaya, somebody becomes identified with Sakya Rasa or Madhurya Rasa. And so that's just kind of, yeah, goes just for, takes for, taken for granted. Hmm? When it's such that it reti- starts to retire the desires, and that's your your longing, the world becomes ugh, tasteless. <laughs> it, it becomes like ugh, you know, like bitter, vibhatsa, disgusting. Then it's taking shape. But we should have you know such. Aspiration. This would be my idea. Like I like to say, you want to know where you want to go, and you want to know where you are. Hmm? And when your desire for for where you want to go is such that it retires the desires that keep you where you are, 
then then that's um, what do we call ruchi? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, with your intelligence and with your mind, as much as you can understand what that might be, you think, I would like to do this, I would like to be with Krishna, I would like to herd cows with Krishna. It's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But what do all that means, what the implications of all that are, and so forth, then we don't understand. Only, we will understand only as much as we let go. We can intellectualize about that plane and you know, we can hear about what, what it's like, but what the experience is will not be had, or will be had only as much as we let go of our present desires, which are really dictating our experience. You follow? Mm-hmm. What else? Abba, you have a question? You can't go back from Nishta. You can't get your karma can't drag you back up the hill. You know, it's only one direction after that. Or yeah, when you you could be um, in, in in this world, uh, it's theoretically one can make offenses. Hmm. It's possible, but no. This is this is the. Uh, in Bhav and Prem, and it's and it's complete. But basically speaking, and that's not something to worry about. No, you're, you're free from your karma. Pretty, pretty, not your body and whatnot, but the karma is completely eradicated and in Bhava. But it's not such, even in Nishta, that it can drag you down. So, just like Prabhupada gave the example of the fan, you unplug the fan, it's still going around. So, although, or the camphor box, you open the camphor box, there's no camphor, but the scent is still there. Hmm? So, we may find devotees habitually acting in a particular way based on the karmic motion, if you will, hmm? that they've been in for forever, but it doesn't get in the way of their bhakti. Hmm. So something is going on on another level and and the, the karma, some of it's still playing itself out, hmm. but doesn't interfere. In the lower stages of bhakti, then the karma would be strong and, and we find the bodhis get carried away. Hmm. The bodhi gets a big inheritance and gets carried away, there's no problems anymore. Just inherited, you know, so much money. I've seen it happen. So they leave the fold, so to speak, and usually they spend their money and come back broke. <laughs> I remember you making a point about Bhagavad Maharaj and saying that up to Bhava, something can still happen. Aparad, yeah. But, 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 but in the case of, uh, what's his name? Bharata Maharaj, it's called Shobhana Karma. Arrangement of Krishna, mm-hmm. just to kind of emphasize, use this devotee. Shobhana means beautiful karma. Mm-hmm. He was born as a deer, yes, but he he could he was listening to Srimad Bhagavatam and so forth. So he was a Bhagavatam. Yeah, he's considered a Bhagavatam. Mm-hmm. So there's a theoretical. Sridhar said, up to the stage of Sarup Shakti, one could fall back. 
in Vastu Siddhi, excuse me, Swarup Siddhi. In Vastu Siddhi means going to Golok. No, there's no coming back. But it's only a theoretical. We shouldn't worry about falling back from the stage of Ruchi or, or Sakti or Baba. We should worry about getting there. <laughs> Try to go there. Hmm. What about in Nishta? Like it's, how do you make sh- how do you make sure that you don't end up becoming just, you know, habitual in like, you know, say in deity worship, you know, it's, you could become, you do your seva every day and you just become, it becomes robotic, it becomes habitual. And say you even, you know, you know you should be doing it and you don't want to be doing anything else, but it, be, it becomes like second nature. You, you're not necessarily like, um, do you know what I mean? Yeah, you should study the scriptures more and preoccupy your mind more with scriptural thoughts and so forth. And What's the difference between that and real nishta? You know, like a devotee could be, you know, absorbed, or the, the devotee could be doing all the practices and not want to ever leave all the practices, but, you know, kind of not be, um, be doing it more habitually than anything. Then consciously? Yeah, or with feeling, you know. Well, Nishta is, is um, I, I'm trying to understand what you mean. I think you know, there are people who go through the practices all the time and really steady and then they then they stop or something? Is that what you're talking about? No, I guess I'm just thinking like, you know, if you do something every day. Well, like I tried to say in the beginning, this just kind of a the 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 the, the intellect is absorbed, so the the mind is, you know, it, it's it it it's it's not just a monotonous kind of a doing something every day and robotic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's it's involves thinking about what you're doing. Hmm? If we connect nishta with the intellect being absorbed, then um, it's hardly a robotic affair. But there may be a robot, robotic kind of a second nature. I'm doing everything, but I'm not thinking about it in, 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 in the implications of it, and so forth. My mind's not there, so it's got to be somewhere else. I don't think you can just be going through the motions and your mind is is neutral. Mm-hmm. If you're going through the motions mechanically, it means your mind is somewhere else. If you're going through the motions but your, your mind is there, occupied in what you're doing, focused and so on and so forth, then I, you, you wouldn't call that robotic. Does that help? Mm-hmm. So therefore, you know, as I mentioned, study the scripture more, read, then your, your mind will be preoccupied with the scriptural thoughts in, in relation to the implications of, 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 of what you're doing, what your what your services are, and so forth. Another question? Krantara Srimad Bhagavatam Kijaya.
ಪಂಚಕೌಪತುರ್ಭ್ಯಸ್ಚಾಕೃಷ್ಣ ಪತಿತನ ಪಾವನಿ ಬೃಹಷ್ಣ ಬೇಬೃಂದ ಕಿ